It's time for another episode of Network Special, the podcast where we talk about the bygone era of appointment television, where if you missed it, you missed it. But now, thanks to the magic of God's greatest gift, the internet, you can watch these things again and again. And today, we're going to be talking about a show that definitely was only meant to be seen once, but now, thanks to the internet, uh, me and my co-host can enter this gaping maw of Satan as many times as we want. Look at that one. Boy, there's sure a lot of action going on in there. Yeah, lots of action. And I'm going to close them down if they ain't abiding by Hazard County Municipal Law 401, Section 87. That's right. We just did good. Which law is that? Well, that's the law that says I got to get 50% of that action. <laughs> We watched the CBS Saturday Morning Preview Special from 1983, where it aired on September 14th. My name is Zachariah, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host. Oh, thank you, Nathan. And then, in the other room, kept where no man can see his face, is our producer. Jeremy Demery. That's right. He's a ghost and a goat. The haunted studio. (laughs) Uh, boy, oh boy, this is our 20th episode, and our very first episode was talking about a Saturday morning preview show, uh, which is where, when Saturday morning ruled and reigned children's entertainment for network television, they would choose a special night of the year and show you tiny clips from whatever new things they had in the lineup, and uh, they would drag some guest stars in who, I guess, owed the station of favor and uh, they or would, they had uh, big tax bills to pay yeah or that or they just had gambling debts and uh, they would preview yeah. these things for children and uh, the scripts for them are uh, ordeals that were definitely written in an afternoon and even though they were really clumsy really low quality I got so psyched to see these as a kid like can you imagine we're going to see a sneak preview of the next season's lineup i i imagine that you probably got as amped as i did to see these things so my favorite thing in the world is whenever um it was when i was a kid whenever cartoons would kind of their universes would kind of touch you know like, like wacky races where all the different cartoons would get together and do something like this is how I view these. Like there's 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 a thread between all of these things, and it just I loved all of it happening in one place. This was your Marvel Extended Universe, or mm. as you put it, when the worlds would touch. Yeah, yeah, just the tips. <laughs> yes, the <laughs> tips of their little <laughs> franchises gently nuzzling against each other. <laughs> They're little nubs massaging each other tenderly. Oh, what was that noise that just came across my headphones? Did you hear that, Nathan? Oh, it might have been my Apple Watch. Let me. Uh, Does let the me... Apple Watch sound like it's directly in my head? Like <laughs> an angel with a harp is playing away? 
Did, did you no. not hear it? No. <laughs> I didn't hear. I didn't. All I heard was a ding, you know, the old bell. Well, well, yes, that is what I meant. I didn't, but I didn't hear it in the way that you did. <laughs> How do you know? I guess that's a, that's a great question. Yeah, man. That's a great question. <laughs> Dude, never mind me. I'm pretty baked right now. <laughs> oh, oh. That's, yeah. Wait a second. <laughs> wait a second. I cannot wait for later. <laughs> a little I'm Rubbing my hands. <laughs> All right. Well, we need a tortured uh, narrative to get us through all of these shows. And you, you notice I am just barreling along with this introduction. It's because we have a lot of great shows to talk about, or at least we have a lot of shows to talk about. <laughs> That's true. But before we get to the show, this is one of my favorite conceits for getting us into the world of previews, because we start off in the middle. Speaking of speaking of worlds touching, yeah. <laughs> we start off. And we are in the middle of Hazard County, where the Dukes mm-hmm. of Hazard live. Oh boy! And then <laughs> we go to Hazard County's newest dance club, run by <laughs> Scott Bayo. Yeah. So, so picture the Duke boys, and you know, like um, the bell, bo- you know, like what was her name, Marion? No, 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 that, that's Gilligan. Da- what, what, Daisy what was- Duke. <laughs> Daisy Duke, yeah, the thing that is so famously named after her. Uh, her name was so Crop, D- Crop Top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Duke boys, uh, you know, like the 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 sheriff and the you know, and then right smack dab in the middle of this rebel flag, you know, deserty swamp is a Studio Fifty Four style disco. <laughs> right. We see like a holler. We see a sty. We see dirt roads, and then we see. Scott's place, which is a dance club, and how do you know that Scott Bayo owns it? Well, because there's a giant photograph of Scott Bayo above the door. <laughs> yeah, and he, uh, let me tell you, he owns this place. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, does he? Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, the, go on. And and who and who do we first see? Of the bunch of all the people, like, do we see? I suppose that's. I suppose that's true. Uh, well, I mean, the first person we meet is a puppet. <laughs> <laughs> There's a cowboy puppet, and uh, it, it's a big lumpy puppet made by Sid Marty Croft, who did H. Mm-hmm. Puff and stuff and a bunch of other shows. Yeah. This is really an era where I understand why like churches and libraries and places like that would start their own puppet groups because it just looks like a puppet that your mom would make. This is not a slick <laughs> puppet. It's just like it's lumpy, like the cotton is too It's like a pillow. Thick. Yeah, it's a pillow that your mom has stitched a face into and put a hat on. <laughs> um, but this well, is a puppet. Okay. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, well, okay, yeah. It, it, I mean, continue, continue. Well, well. Okay, th- we'll thank you. If I can resume. <laughs> I, I was wondering, did they build this puppet just for the special? They did not. This is a character named okay. Tr- Truck Shackley, and oh. he, of course, was from the show Barbara Mandrell and the Mandrell Sisters. That's the name of the show? That was the name of the show. Okay. <laughs> Barbara Mandrell, who I, I Self, know- Self-titled. <laughs> I know almost nothing about country music. It's really pathetic, but Barbara Mandrell was a very, very popular country musician uh, who also mm-hmm. had 
two very hot sisters, and I'm mm-hmm. guessing that somebody from the Crofts said, oh, wow, your family's really hot. Do you want a show? So it's her and her two <laughs> sisters. And uh, occasionally, Chuck Shackley and the Texas Critters, his band, would perform a novelty song on their show. Does he call himself Chuck Shackley in this? I don't believe so. Because I could not, I, I was waiting for him to say his name, and I couldn't find it. I don't understand why they didn't use the narrator from Dukes of Hazard. That he probably old, said, you know. "No, thank you." <laughs> <laughs> the guy uh, is it? Is it Waylon Jennings? Somebody is who? No, the guy who, who's in. The guy who's in the, um, you know, the overalls, he's like the... I know who you mean. And he, yeah. he does not appear in uh, the cartoon either. Like he do, Well, the character Waylon, does. I don't know if the, Waylon Jennings. I don't know if, if he does the voice on the cartoon, but he does appear. The character is in it. He does not appear. He does not appear in this, nor in the cartoon that we will get to. Hold on a, a second. Yes. What, what you, okay, hold on. <laughs> Let me clear this up. Yes. Are you saying that the character from the Dukes of Hazard? is not in this show, or are you saying that he just doesn't do the voice of the character in the show? Waylon, Waylon Jennings, the actor-slash-singer, is neither in the cartoon, The Dukes of Hazard, and he is not <laughs> in this special. <laughs> right, okay, okay, okay. <sighs> but the character that he would be playing in The Dukes of Hazard, the live-action show. Are you asking if he's in the show he's in? Hold on a yes. second. Yes. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> Are you asking if Waylon Jennings is in the show, The Dukes of okay. Hazard? Is Waylon Jennings in the live Dukes of Hazard? The live yes. action Dukes of Hazard? Yes, he okay. is. All right. The character that he plays in that show <sighs> yeah. is in the cartoon as well. He's portrayed <laughs> in the cartoon, but he's yes. not, the actor yes. is not the same person. That's what I was trying to clear up from oh the beginning. God. Why was that so hard? Oh, my God. <laughs> So it's Scott's Listen. place. <laughs> Two people who are in the show and in the cartoon that we haven't talked about yet and in this special are mm-hmm. Boss Hog and mm. uh, oh, uh, Poopa Doop, Roscoe, Roscoe Coltrane. P. Roscoe P. Coltrane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Yes. How come I never watched, when I wa- I used to watch The Dukes of Hazard, and how come I never thought, what the hell? is going on why is this guy a thing i i don't know i i could never take the dukes of hazard and seeing it now it's just like oh it was a children's show like they're <laughs> acting like a british uh comedy of manners like they're they're asking they're acting like characters from are you being served <laughs> if are you being served was in the south or like hee-haw, right? Like a hee-haw kind well, of Well, yes. Sitcom, or like basically. they're doing jokes in the hee-haw cornfield at all times. Mm-hmm. Because you see, Scott's place, which he has opened in the middle of uh, Hazard County. Nowhere. Has, well, it's in Hazard <laughs> County. You know, it's a uh, home of the Duke boys. The biggest county this side of New York City. And there, uh, of course, like in any club, there is a, uh, a window, the style that you might have in a suburban home that slides up <laughs> with ivy all around it. <laughs> <laughs> and Boss Hog and uh, Sheriff Coltrane are looking through the window and uh, going, "Oh, what's going on in there? We gonna go see what in there? They're doing not gonna get that money." <laughs> yeah. So, so the idea is that they're trying to figure out what's happening in this dance studio, 
And can um, the sheriff somehow make money on this? Boss thing? Boss Hog wants to make yeah. money off of this uh, club, as it, that yeah. is his only character trait. And Roscoe is trying to figure out exactly what is happening in the club. Like, I think, honestly, I think they're as confused as we are about why Scott's place has, was opened in Hazard County. <laughs> um, and then uh, Scott Bayo comes out to act as our host. Is Scott Bayo the worst, least charis- the worst actor, least charismatic actor of all time? Just that dead-eyed stare. I mean, I'm sure he was on some substances at this time, but he comes out and he's just like, oh, hey, yeah, it's me, Scott. Okay. Oh, brother, we got a lot of cartoons. I know I'm doing the say hi to your mom for me impression of Mark Wahlberg, but it also sounds like Scott Bayo at this time. He's like, hey, hey. Oh, Scott, what's up with you guys? Hey, gaze you guys. Like, he is like, he, to- he is totally the, like, the truth is, like, I, I knew people like this for, who, who in Cleveland, like when I was you a kid, did? I, yes, who were like, like, you know, mullet, like sleeveless shirts, uh, like driving like IROC Z's. I don't know. <laughs> IROC Z's. Is that the name of the car? You know, just like, hey, and the people in Cleveland always have this kind of fake New York, Chicago accent or whatever, but it's like, hey, what's up? You guys, hey, we got. <laughs> Wait, wait, hey, where did you grow up? <laughs> you experienced up a very different streets Cleveland. Cleveland. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, no, I, I, <laughs> here, here's where I will ask this. Were people running up to those people and saying, hey, please, uh, do you want a television contract? <laughs> well, that's what I mean. You like, have it. So what happened? Where along the line does he become... Like, okay, like I get being a kid star because may- maybe he was an okay, maybe he was a good actor or something. And so he can get these roles. He, he was in that like Bugsy as a cart, you know, as that a kid, was his right? first role was Bugsy Malone right. where he plays and he's fine, but he's just doing yeah. nothing incredible. Right. He's yeah. well, because he probably because he's able to do a New York accent. Yeah. He's a cute little kid. Right. You can do an accent, wear a hat. Yeah. So why does his career continue to keep going? <laughs> He gets on happy days and apparently just becomes a teen dream because the year that this is coming out, 1983, uh, Scott Baio, uh, Zapped has just come out. Yep. The, the uh, sexual harassment comedy Zapped where he and <laughs> Willie yeah. Ames of future Charles in Charge co-starring roles, yep. uh, you know, um, molest other students and their teachers <laughs> with psychic mm-hmm. powers. Yeah. Uh, he was starring in Jody Loves Chachi. He was still yeah. in Happy Days occasionally. Um, okay. He had just released his second album. <laughs> That's right. So I didn't know he had an album. Although I guess I could as, uh, have assumed like every 80s TV star had an album. Sure, for sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, so this this guy is in everything right now. King of all okay, media. I, was, I think you've justified it for me because i was thinking because i was looking for charles in charge to happen and it hasn't happened yet so i was thinking what the heck has he been in i'm like zap like he's coming off of this like sex romp like and and so they're like hey let's get him on this saturday morning show but you're right he's on all of these other shows that are family oriented and happy days by that point is just pure preschooler entertainment 
<laughs> like, I think the fonts would just come out in jingle keys in front of the camera at that point. Hey. Hey, <laughs> eat your vegetables. <laughs> and pretty quickly, yeah. we are we are thrown into the world of seeing the uh, the cartoon previews because, of course, like any other dance club, teens can go there, listen to music, meet each other, have a good time, and watch previews of next season's television programs. <laughs> and what to which and he, and, and he says. We're going to watch uh, what's coming up for, on CBS. Do I take good care of you guys or what? And then the TV, whoever's in the booth is pressing the applause button. <laughs> I'm telling you, this guy, he is just, he runs a, a, a deli. Like, that's who he is in his life. Like, he's just, hey, you guys want some Donkey Kong? <laughs> on, you want some Donkey Kong on your sandwich? <laughs> Did you happen to notice now we have, of course we're watching the only copy I've ever found of this, which is a really grainy VHS copy. So it's, it's hard to make all out details, but mm-hmm. he has the thinnest gold necklace on that looks like it's made of a necklace, the size of gold atoms <laughs> and they will just occasionally <laughs> glint on his neck, but you can never see the whole necklace. <laughs> Nice little thin chain. Uh, uh, so do we just launch into it? What are we, do you think? Let me ask Nathan, you. Nathan, help! Help, help oh, no. Nathan! Oh, no! Oh, thank God, stop, I'm back. Stop. Okay. Okay. So oh the first God, thing we watch <laughs> is part of a block of programming based on uh, mostly Nintendo <laughs> franchises from video games, and mm-hmm. it was called Saturday Supercade. And Saturday, okay, well, uh, yes. the, uh, mostly saying uh, there's only two Nintendo franchises on this. Mm. The rest were like, uh, I don't know, Activision or something. Yeah, whoever else made these other ones. Mm. Well, I'm you, the Nintendo expert. Yeah, on you this got show. me dead to rights. So. <laughs> uh, so this was supposed to be as though you were walking into an arcade of cartoons, and mm, uh, a, there was, a supercade, you might say. I might say everyone was talking about <laughs> supercades in 1983. Mm-hmm. Now, in 1982, <laughs> the ET game had just come out on Atari and was just about mm. to tank the video game mm-hmm. world. So this must have been a real last ditch effort. On CBS's part, because ABC or had the Pac Man cartoon in 82. Okay. Or they had already committed. <laughs> oh, I think a little bit of both. I think they were like, we got to get this video game thing. It's hot, hot, hot. And then it immediately went down the toilet the next Christmas season. <laughs> Although, if they're doing Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Jr., Nintendo is the reason why video games came back. So maybe this is all happening. Maybe this is the upswing. I didn't think the upswing really came until Nintendo launched the NES system. But I think that was like, well, maybe that was 85. Let me see. I think we're at the tail end of Atari. Yeah, maybe. Because these Um, are very Atari-ish titles we're about to get into while you uh, research that. Because the first thing we're going to talk about is the cartoon of Donkey Kong. And speaking of Nintendo... The supporting role is a little plumber who is not, uh, I, I guess he's already Italian, but he's not uh, ethnically broad Italian. He has a subtle no, he's performance. Not, 
He's not Captain Lou Albano Italian. No, but he is voiced by Peter Cullen, who does the voice of Optimus Prime in Transformers, mm-hmm. just doing his everyday guy voice. Um, everyday guy. And a 1985, s- by the way, on the Nintendo. Okay, so we're so we're well well past a couple we, of years know, we, away. Is, you're right. Yeah. Um. And Donkey did we Kong, say by the way that this is actually called Saturday Supercade? Have we said that? I, I think it's, I think that's the first thing I said way well, back I, when okay. we were talking about. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, everyone. This was after <laughs> we were uh, asking about if uh, 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 Waylon Jennings was in Dukes of Hazard, but before <laughs> for twenty minutes <laughs> we talked about uh, Peter Cullen and Lou Albano. Gotcha. <laughs> but who is playing Donkey Kong? Why it's Soupy Sales. Who's Soupy oh. Sales? He was a uh, comic in the 1950s and 60s, and he was part of that generation of comedians that I call uh, unpleasant-looking men who are definitely alcoholics. He was in <laughs> that kind of rat pack group with Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin, and he just, you know, one of those sweaty, walnut-faced men who yelled and mugged at the camera <laughs> and made a career out of it. Um, I'm sorry if Super Sales children listen to this. Mm. Uh, Sally Sales, <laughs> Stevie yeah, Sales, Mister yes. <laughs> No disrespect. Sales Junior, and they really make a big deal about Soupy Sales being Donkey Kong, which is uh, funny because all Donkey Kong does is go oh 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 Donkey Kong <laughs> oh oh oh. <laughs> what an afternoon for Soupy Sales! <laughs> like most afternoons, I think. <laughs> How would you describe this cartoon's appearance, Nathan? Uh, well, um, it looks like the side of, like the artwork on the side of an 80s arcade cabinet come to life in your nightmares. <laughs> yeah. If there was no sense of like drama or perspective in that painting, I would definitely agree. This looks like. To me, it was if you watched a no-budget movie and the kids are watching a cartoon, this looks like <laughs> generic cartoon, which is a man like running in place while the background whips around behind him and then an ape lifts something up and down <laughs> over their head. It's like when you go to the store and you're like, oh, Beauty and Beast on the VHS. <laughs> and then you take, you bring it home and it's like some like... Uh, Japanese version of it where it's just like you know like oh it's woot it's woot doosnies <laughs> yeah it, it's just you can tell and they've got they've got it packaged with like 50 other cartoons so the quality is just jammed into this <laughs> thing <laughs> uh we have Donkey. is there anything else you want to say i'm i don't have a lot to say about these uh Saturday will, supercades okay so i have i mean <laughs> the question i have is um, I guess I guess when you look back, like, is the story that they're in Mississippi? Why? Okay, what well, one thing that I've noticed in every one of these shows, including in there's there's a there is a southern gentleman villain in like every single yes. one of them. Yes. Um, and they have in this one they've got, they're in Mississippi, so. It's some guy who's trying to steal Kong. Like, like it's so. These cartoons are so hard to follow. If you blink, you will miss the the plot point that describes the rest of the show, and you will not 
they will not point back to that plot point to remind you. So, so this, this, these shows are just, they are thin, 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 thin. You're right. Because the one plot point will be like, I own a huge emerald. And then the rest of the cartoon is just uh, Donkey Kong jumping up and down. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like, yeah, you're like, like, and then, and then the emerald appears and you're like, what? Where did why did they get here? How did they get here? And if you, it's because you blinked and you missed that they had that they had fallen into a time machine, you know, or something. <laughs> and it's like they never reference it ever again. And you're like, oh, yeah. They, I, what, the way I describe these is, uh, you're right, was they're like British cartoons, like from the that era, like Banana Man and Danger Mouse and stuff, where they're just so light on artistry. <laughs> I think the reason you're right. These are also there is a southern bent to ev almost every one of these cartoons. And I think it's because <laughs> you had Smokey and the Bandit, you had uh, Dukes of Hazard, you had trucker culture was huge, like CB radio and and that whole yeah. thing. So yes, there's always a southern plot point. Late seventies, early eighties. Uh. Who else do we meet in the supercade? We go into the world of Pitfall, mm-hmm. the uh, video game about uh, like Indiana Jones light. You're jumping around in a jungle and you're looking for treasure. And that is translated into a man in a safari outfit named Harry Pitfall. <laughs> yeah. And his niece, Rhonda. <laughs> just, just take just take the name of the name of the game. <laughs> And put him, give him a name. It's Jeremy Tetris. Yeah. <laughs> no, it would probably be like uh, uh, Andre or something. <laughs> and then Alexi. Every every single one of these cartoons was developed by the two men who uh, did the concept for Scooby Doo. Mm. This is co-produced with Hanna Barbera, and they were the creators of all these cartoons. Which means every one of these cartoons has to have a cowardly character as the comic oh. relief. And in Pitfall, there is Quick Claw the Mountain Lion, who oh has a eye patch on. He is voiced by Kenneth Mars, who was like the uh, German uh, guy in The Producers, the Mel Brooks movie. So he's a comic actor. Mm-hmm. But he's mm-hmm. doing a voice of <laughs> Harry. It's me, a gay-coded coward. <laughs> so Harry. If you think what I was just doing was hysterical, you're going to laugh your way to the <laughs> to the, the hospital with Pitfall. Well, well, uh, my question with that character is, he ruins everything. Mm. And he, he does not help in any way. Mm-hmm. And yet, they force him to come every time. You you are basically me at five years old being furious watching cartoons because I hated <laughs> the character that messed everything up who did not need to be there. <laughs> Is that how you felt about your mother? <laughs> <laughs> That's whenever I would say, I'm glad I'm an only child. <laughs> I'm glad my mother died 10 years ago. And you're like, your mom's sitting right there. <laughs> can we go back? Can we mm. now, can we go back a little bit into the club and talk about, can, um, can we, I insist. <laughs> so 
all of these dancers, mm. how many of these dancers do you think that Scott Bayo harassed? <laughs> I bet he definitely harassed the Valley Girl actor <laughs> who uh, Roscoe goes up to and goes, what's going on here? And she goes, oh, like the B-52s. They're like, what's going on? It's a 32-year-old <laughs> actress. <laughs> yes. <laughs> If you've never seen the Dukes of Hazzard, what Nathan is doing is literally what this character does every other line. He can never believe what people are saying. It's insane. Uh, do you think he was a big, like, was Scott Bale, like, full-on Republican mode? Or was he hmm. just tough guy? Who cares? Well, I bet you... Here, here's my guess on Scott Baio. I bet you, <laughs> I bet you, Scott Baio did not become very politically active until later in his life. Okay. And then he found out what side of the bread the butter was on for his career. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And and these, by the way, the theme songs for all these shows. Um, I'm I'm so into this genre of music, which is. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't understand why there isn't some sort of revival or some someone who's trying to create music that sounds like 80s theme songs. Is there that you know of? Well, I mean, we've had this conversation off mic asking yeah. like... <clears throat> finally, it's been... Now, finally, it's being recorded. Are there people <laughs> out there just making... Uh, uh, songs that sound like Denver the Last Dinosaur, but they're serious <laughs> <Yes>. songs. <laughs> right. Like they're just, they're just, I mean, they're, they don't have to be like about fake TV shows. They can be songs. No, I don't want like them to a be. Normal, yeah, I know. Like a normal song, just about whatever. And it is in that theme. Someone has to do that. Well, Jeremy's <clears throat> a musician. Be. Jeremy, can you get going on that? Mm. I'm on it. Nice. Great. I'm glad we have that <laughs> moment recorded in history. So next, uh, Donkey Kong Jr., mm-hmm. the son of Donkey Kong. Now, I don't understand why how these shows aren't why they aren't connected more. Um, like, why aren't these universes connected more? Why aren't the nubs of all these shows touching? Is that what you're asking? No, yeah. Why isn't the Donkey Kong show? Why isn't Donkey Kong Jr. Like, why wouldn't it just be like an alternate side story that's happening at the same time? It's weird. It is. Because in the beginning, for some reason that is never explained, one thing a lot of these cartoons that we talk about today have in common is that they will, in the intro, give the entire backstory about why you should care about these characters that are on an adventure. (laughs) And they will throw all the plot points at you in 10 seconds and Mm -hmm. never talk about it again. There's no introductory episode. You were just along for the ride. So in those 10 seconds for Donkey Kong Jr., we see uh, Jr. looking at a a headshot of his father, Donkey Kong, which his father has signed, you know, like how (laughs) your dad does for you. Uh, Absent father. Yes. Donkey Kong Jr. sheds a big tear. And he's like, I'm going to go look for my dad. Unlike (laughs) Donkey Kong, Junior can talk in Uh an annoying, lispy voice. Mm -hmm. Voiced by Frank Welker, the man who voices everything. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Then a 50s greaser comes up to him, says, <laughs> I'll help you find your dad. Junior goes, oh, that's great. Gets in the sidecar, and they're off to the races looking for Donkey Kong, who has abandoned his son, been stolen, unclear. The, the, these shows, the pilot episode is actually the theme song. Yes, absolutely. For, for every one of these. So uh, one of the things that happens in the show, by the way, uh, this this kind of, I feel like, has weird morals, this episode. Um, so they're trying, for some reason, they're trying to advance to some next level of finding his dad. And in the midst of it, they they have to save someone who's uh, being stolen in a truck. I don't. It's so hard to know why. I can't remember why. The motorcycle has broken down. Junior meets a little girl who is the daughter of the guy working on the motorcycle. She says, "My dad is the bestest at fixing things." (laughs) Then, uh, now here's where I'm vague. Some vagrants kidnap the dad and throw him in a truck. And drive yeah. off with him, and then Junior, the daughter, and the greaser take off to get the dad back. And so, <clears throat> these are truckers. These are like bad trucker guys. So, so, uh, I or like a motorcycle gang or something. I don't even know. So, what I don't understand is, <laughs> so one of the ways that they uh, get this back is they steal someone's truck. Uh, that's just like. It's not even someone who's like part of it, I don't think. They just steal a truck. Okay. And they all come chasing them. Then like they like murder the guys. <laughs> like, they, like like they like they like They uh, murder the guys? <laughs> they like basically like somehow they like don't they like throw them over a cliff or something? Like <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, Junior says happens. the ends justify your means and he bashes their heads against rocks. But he doesn't even say, like, oh, we're going to take this truck back. And you don't see it. Like, no, they steal the truck and then they, like, th- run it over these guys or something. If something <laughs> happens. I, it's <laughs> my note is here. But it, it is. It's, it's, this show is dumb, too. They're all dumb. This is dumb. Yeah, I don't want to get ahead of my review of Saturday Supercade, but this is bad. <laughs> Did we also mention that all these shows are painfully ugly to watch? Yes, like we said, they're all just—they look like uh, like those YouTube glitches. Like someone just like <laughs> like squished squished the real cartoon. It looks like they're <laughs> run underneath various levels of swamp water, <laughs> and then it looks like instead of actually animating the characters, someone just took the animation frame and moved it with their hands, <laughs> <laughs> so just so the characters are bouncing around. <laughs> Uh, let's move on to Cubert, which is maybe Q-Bert. the the best of the bad. And I only I, say I that because I agree. Uh, when you're a little kid, and they would do this all the time in the 80s and 90s, they still do it now, especially when it's a live action movie, which is whenever you have something that is one property, like a video game, and you hear they're going to turn it into a TV show or a movie, you want to see the character in the world of the game. 
you don't mm-hmm. want to see them in the real world. And they're always <laughs> putting them in the real world. I'm in the real world. I don't care what the Smurfs would do if they met a dentist. I want to see them in like a mushroom village. Yeah. So Cubert takes place in a realm where everything is a cube. Everything mm-hmm. has edges and it's square. But is it Cubeberg? Is it Cubeberg? I think it is Cubeberg. Um, Something like that. But it's also the 50s. Yeah. It's also North American the 50s because Cubert, who's normally, I guess, nude, is wearing a letterman's jacket. And Coily, the evil snake, has one of those uh, Nazi SS officer style outfits that uh, motorcycle gang leaders yeah, would wear. They're dressed like leather daddies. Yes, they're all dressed like <laughs> S&M daddies in the evil gang. So, okay, so let me this this is Ask I feel me like anything. this is AMA. <laughs> I feel like the, was this a, this was a time when everyone was obsessed with the 50s like because like all the people making TV shows were in high school in the 50s. So like every 100%. kid's thing like like you know like even back to the future what was about the 50s not the 80s. So like everything is the 50s. So <laughs> I don't know why I guess maybe they just don't have a reference point for what high school's like in the 80s or something. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the 50s were so hot in the 80s, but I mean, it's is it any different than now? All the new children's properties are rebooted from the 80s and 90s because of that's how not. you get the parents the to buy it for the kids. Oh, My Little Pony, I remember that. Here you go. Yeah, but the but but I feel like they're rebooted, but they're not rebooted back into the 80s. I mean, some are, but that's the special. I just mean like if you it, today, if you make a show that's a reboot of the you know My Little Pony, whatever, they're not like still set in the 80s. They're set in a new technology-driven world. That's true. Um, but 80s and 90s stuff like is Zapped. still popular with kids. Like they redid Zapped uh, for Disney, um, and it starred um, Zendaya. Zendaya. Zendaya? Zendaya. They redid Zapped? Yes, and it stars Zendaya, and it's her, she gets Is her powers Zendaya? from a phone. Zendaya, I thought it's Zendaya only because uh, she mentions something. Yeah. So uh, she, she gets her power from a phone in this version of it. And hmm. it's in the current day, you know. Does she sleep with her teacher the way that they do in Zapped? She makes his pants fall down. Oh. <laughs> no, I don't. Do you I don't, see his whole I, hog? No. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't remember all the stuff. My my daughter watched it a bunch. Okay. I had to watch it again. But uh, yeah, and so okay. Can we also say that these aliens all swear? Well, sure. I mean, Cubert <laughs> is always cursing in the video game, and he keeps it up here. If he gets really mad, uh, a, a speech balloon that comes out, and he swears uncontrollably. And he just goes, you know, I guess swearing in the 50s in Kuberg is just Bleh! <laughs> like that's the sound of it. Uh, can I say the name? Kubert has a lot of friends. There's a, another theme of these shows is that <laughs> there are too many characters. Here's all of Kubert's friends that we meet all of at once. There's Kubert, QT, Qbit, Qball, Qval, and Qmungus. Yeah, he's my favorite. Uh, what does Qval mean? What did it, what did they look like? I mean, all the other ones. It's a pun. 
Cumongous is humongous. Q ball. Cubit. Q val. I don't know what that's supposed Q-val. to be. Or did they just is like. It V-A-L. Q-Val. 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 I don't know. I just, uh, well, but but do you remember what that character looks like? It looks like Cuber, but a different color. Okay, because there were some that were like little ghosty kind of characters, like with little flames. uh, Are you talking about Is? The little green guys? Yeah, there were some bad ones, but there were also some good ones. Yeah, the good ones, that's Is and Ed. Okay. Q-Val. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. All right. Well, send us an email, somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then before we're finally released from the doors of the Supercade. Oh, my God. We this meet one. the bottom of the barrel, and that's Frogger. The bottom of the swamp. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can we, like, okay, so everyone knows, wh- when you think of Frogger, the storyline is a frog. I mean, I think on the cover he is wearing a a a a, a tie of the the video game, right? That's right. There is. There's like so, a cover where he's in the swamp, and there's another cover where he has a little briefcase and a tie, so he's a frog yeah. businessman getting across the yeah, road. Yeah. So he is trying to get to work, right? Yes. But <laughs> here's what we know about Frogger. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But in this, they make him a journalist. A turtleneck-wearing journalist. It's just such a crazy premise. He, yes, he is a reporter along with a turtle and a toad. Fanny, and they're horrible. Fanny and Shellshock. Uh, <laughs> every female, with the exception of the Cubert universe, every female in these cartoons, there is one, maybe two, but mostly just one female character who is a curvaceous dress-wearing woman with a sultry voice. <laughs> yeah. I said, I, I just wrote, uh, they didn't have to give the girl frog a sexy haircut. <laughs> <laughs> she could have just been the frog and had like, like, uh, you know, long eyelashes. Uh, now their editor is played, uh, their editor, of course, Tex Toad Walker. <laughs> there we go. Yep. He is voiced by Ted Field Sr., and Ted okay. Field Sr., this is the only acting role he has ever had. Ted Field okay. Sr., before this show, he was a sponsor and a financier for uh, Formula Stock Car Racing. And his company was called mm. Interscope, which he then expanded oh. to Interscope Entertainment. And then mm-hmm. he founded Interscope Records. Yes. <laughs> and for some reason, the only acting he ever did was this cartoon playing the editor Toad. Wow. And then, you know, he went to sign Nine Inch Nails. (laughs) (laughs) So this, okay, the theme, the music in this show, okay, theme song is is atrocious, okay? It's like some like- I don't remember it. It's like, Frogger going again, it's it's like (laughs) some like really bad Randy Newman impression kind of thing. Okay. Uh, but the music beds, like the the muse, the score of the show itself, is like my favorite. Right, where it is like every every time the scene changes, every time they change angle on the camera, the type of music cha- it changes to a completely different genre of music. So it'll be like, you know, like boom, 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 bo
It's interesting that you said that this was your favorite because I was noticing music cues that were the same from show to show because there's one that I'm almost positive they took from Speed Racer because this okay. uh, company is in Japan. But it, at one point it goes, dun, 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 dun. I was like, oh, <laughs> I know what that's from. <laughs> yeah, like, I just, I was trying to think, like, I would love to see what the score looks for this, like what the music sheets look for these. It's like one second of a hundred different songs jammed together. Yes, <laughs> like, I'm sure that there are extensive sheet music scores available <laughs> for these. Uh, and my question was, in this episode, of course, they are in the street and they're ducking, you know, the cars are coming and they're jumping from car to car. Like, is this every episode? Do they do the? Is there a scene of them doing this in every episode, there or is it just the first one? There has to be, right? Because these writers, you know, so you're some forty-five-year-old writer. You get a note, you know, you have a job. Okay, uh, I have to write a thing of this uh, video game cartoon. Okay, okay, okay. What do we have to do? Uh, all right, gets run over by cars. That's it. <laughs> he at some He's point has to get run over by a car. Donkey Kong. At some point, they have to throw a barrel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and now, this is maybe my favorite part of... So after they go through Frogger, we, we, we land back at the club, at Scott's place, and the best part of the special happens, which is Scott Bayo sings a song from one of his albums, I'm assuming. First, I didn't know... I didn't know if it was him or not, or if he was just playing a character, but knowing that he has albums, of course it's him. And he's very proud of this bop. <laughs> well, Nathan, of course he comes out and he sings the song, Some Girls, from his second album, The Boys Are Out Tonight. Oh my God, I have to get these albums. And it, it, these, uh, At least this song was written and produced by the team who did um, like Blondie's albums and the Knack's classic this albums. This is perfect. It, I know, knew like, you would like this horrible song. It sounds like it's I, coming from oh. coming from behind eight walls. It sounds like it's coming from a million miles away. They have to run Scott Bayo through so many filters to make it sound like I he love can it. sing. And it makes sense that I love it because it because you're saying that they got some good people to produce this music. At least this song, yeah. <laughs> I wonder how many yeah. bops there are versus ballads on Scott Bayo's albums. Oh no, that's that, that that's always the downer when you buy these celebrity albums is you realize how many uh long soulful numbers there are and you want them all just to be diddly scoots. <laughs> yeah. You want them all to be um my girl wants to uh, my um some girls. No, I, I was going to say oh. what's the Eddie Murphy uh party all the time? Yeah, you want them to. You want them to be party all the time. Not was up with you. Uh, no, I actually you want love them all that to be song, was right? up with you too. Yeah, <laughs> I do love was up with you, and I will listen to that tonight while I'm working out. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm sorry to drag us back into the Supercade, but Supercade ran oh. for two seasons. Okay, I'm going to ask oh, you a question. Okay, or so did you did you read this already? Do you know this? Because I want to ask you a question about it. Okay, so I know what. Uh, the other show 
is that was added. Well, there's two. Two. Okay. Uh, okay. So a, here's a Space here, Ace is one of them. Space Ace is one. Mm-hmm. So they okay. So they dropped Donkey Kong Junior. They dropped Frogger. They dropped Pitfall. Good. good. So they kept good. Donkey Kong and Cubert. So they added. I, I think that's good. Space Ace, which is ba- I couldn't believe that they. I couldn't believe that that video game, which if you haven't seen it, it is one of those Don Bluth laser animated disc. laser disc video games. It is mm-hmm. it is like what's the name of the the Golden Sword? Not Golden Sword. Uh, that one is there's Space Ace and is it Dungeon something? Or? I cannot I believe I just blanked on the name but it is those yeah. beautifully animated video games that are just quarter eaters like there's a yellow flash yes. that blinks and you have to slam the joystick in the direction of what's happening but they're they're really well animated it's by don bluth who did like american tale and they made mm-hmm. a cartoon out of one of those which is called space ace but they made it look mm-hmm. really bad <laughs> yeah yeah well the it's obvious the budget for the game was very a little different. lower so Dra- dragon's lair is the dragon's other one and and there layer yes there's also a cartoon for that one i think yeah but i don't know if that was on supercade or not it wasn't can you think of what the other other uh, uh video game would you maybe turn into a cartoon and i'm gonna say i would have never <laughs> guessed this in a billion years um, is it Leisure Suit Larry? <laughs> <laughs> it was not. Do you know the game Kangaroo? That's right, Kangaroo. That I had is right. never heard of Kangaroo before. Oh, I, I remember playing it at the um, Big Wheel in Brunswick, Ohio. Okay. Jeremy, have you ever <laughs> heard big, of a video game bear, Kangaroo from the 80s? No, I have not. Yeah, this is an obscure yeah. pick. I loved it. Okay. Loved it. And I loved I w- it because it was a strange game. Very Japanese. Um, yeah, just, you know, I mean, all of those games are strange because there's no story to them. It's just you show up and then there's a, then there's a giant ape throwing barrels, you right. know? So this one's just a kangaroo <laughs> jumping through vines and stuff and punching stuff, I think. Yes, trying to get to her, her Joey. And I will say... Super K kangaroo struck a blow for women's rights because kangaroo is female. <laughs> well, All right. Sorry. We yeah. can leave the super Kate now that's behind mm-hmm. us. We are mm-hmm. back in the club. Uh, mm-hmm. And the next cartoon we'll find out about is Charlie Brown and Snoopy. And Nathan, I have to admit something. I didn't even mm-hmm. bother watching oh, it. Oh no. I know what Charlie Brown looks like. I know what the tone of the cartoon is. Listen, it's 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 the no. it's the newspaper strips drawn out endlessly with child it, actors reading the lines very slowly. Okay, so you when, uh, the, the specials, right? There's a story that's happening right. for the 20 minutes that they're on, right? This is laughing you know, like it's like you said, it literally is. It's like it's a sketch show, mm-hmm. and um, the aesthetic of the show is the best part about it, which is the the music, the jazzy music, and then the the kids, you know, the charming kids doing the voices. The sketches suck; nothing's funny in it. Um, but uh, you missed out on some on a great line in the show (laughs) 
there is a line uh, where, and it applies today so much, especially with, uh, I was watching the school board meeting for mask mandates. Did Charlie Brown say that uh, woke culture was out of control? <laughs> in, yeah, in my Florida district. Uh, and the quote from the show is, in all this world, there is nothing more frightening than a getting together of all the parents. <laughs> Like, it just nails it. It just nails it. Which, in kind, they responded with, That's what it sounded like at the school board meeting, too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so there is a theme song for this, and it's like, Come and gather around and call it with a stupid Charlie Brown. <laughs> you know, like, uh, what was that? Uh, what was that? It's like singer. Dr. John. <laughs> da-na, 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 da-na. No, what's the singer? Um, Carol. Uh, Carol King. That, yeah, like uh, like but a, but like a man in those. What's that? But a man. No, it was a woman. It's a oh, woman who sings okay. it. Like in the show, you don't hear. There are no lyrics. It's just instrumental. But they actually released a lyric version of it. Uh, for the Flash Beagle, which is a jazzercise album for kids. <laughs> yeah. And it was a special called It's Flash Beagle, Charlie Brown. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it is impossible to get through <laughs> unless your, your Snoopy <laughs> I, tolerance is through the roof. And I love the song. I love this little song. I love that feeling of it's the kind of music that you'd hear on Sesame Street in the 70s. Yeah, but okay, enough about this show. We have to talk about the next show. Whoa, whoa, whoa. you don't want to talk about what's happening in Scott's place more? Uh, no, well, we don't have to. Deep, 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 yes, deep, deep. that's all that, that happens. We do cut back every time to Scott Bayo talking to the de- the hazard boys. It's like, oh, God, wow. oh, no, no, no. Guys, hey, guys. Guys, I gotta talk about Supercade. Hey, come on! I don't know. I've been trying to do a Scott Bale voice, and I can't. And it's just—you're right. It is. It's just very faint. Like, hey, oh, hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, baby. <laughs> it's that. All right. So let's. Yes, let's get into the next show, and it is unequivocally the high. I wish we could end with this show. But this is a show I had never heard of before. I'm so glad I've heard of it now. It is called Benji, Zax, and the Prince of Space. No, no, no. no. Benji, Zax, and the Alien Prince. Oh, okay. I think it it also may be written down slightly inaccurately (laughs) on places online. Okay. Do you – okay, can we say – do you remember how we said earlier how the pilot episode is the theme song? Mm-hmm. In this, the pilot episode is the title of the show. <laughs> There's no yeah. story of what is going on. It is just, boom, well, Benji, Zax, and the prince. Yeah, because during the 10-second the introduction, we see the lovable Benji running uh-huh. along in the, in the fields a spaceship yes. lands. A robot yes. gets out. A yep. child dressed as a space person gets out. And by dressed yep. as a space person, I mean they have silver pajamas on. They yep. meet Benji. They mm-hmm. uh, We cut to an alien throne room, 
and a evil space king says, I have put everybody who opposes me in prison, except for one person, Prince Yubi. Go find them. And then we cut to two adults dressed kind of like the leather-clad villains from Superman 2, but also kind of like uh, punks. Uh And then you see them uh, running around trying to find the prince, and Benji helps the prince. That is all done in Mm -hmm. 10 seconds in Uh this wordless introduction. (laughs) Yes, and Zax is a... Zax is like a robot... That is a is like this is a very specific feeling of a British show. Like I've watched I've watched a few British seventies kids shows. This is like Doctor Who. This is like all of these shows, kind of like all or uh, in an American setting. It has a Canadian yeah, yes. feel to it. I would say. yeah yeah. So so yeah. So a uh, side sideline British. <laughs> sure. And Zach's the <laughs> robot. I would say he kind of. Uh, his head kind of looks like if E.T. was a robot mixed with uh, the stuffiness of C-3PO, but he also kind mm-hmm. of looks like the robot from the black hole. Mm. Yeah, and he, and he floats. And he floats. But uh, he can't fly, which I don't get. Like, he, he floats everywhere, but he can't fly to get away from someone. He can't fly too high. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> This is a, I mean, I don't need to even say this is a live action series. This mm-hmm. is the only live action series. Um, you know what this feels like? Um, a fever dream? One of those hand, what's that? A fever dream? S- <laughs> it feels like a Hanna-Barbera cartoon where it would be like, hey, uh, it's a monkey. It's a, it's a cartoon based on the monkeys and they hang out with mermen. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Well, like, you're, I'm, you're you're talking about like when uh, there was a Happy Days cartoon, but they had a uh, spaceship. That was yeah, the concept. Or Laverne and Shirley <laughs> in the army. That was the cartoon. Yeah, like like they would they, they would take so, they would have a cartoon about a famous thing, a famous group, but they would completely pull them out of the world that they're normally in. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. So this in, feels like in, Benji just in, in a. In a, in a weird alien story. Right. Because even though Benji is on Earth, like space people never appeared in any of the Benji movies. It was just about <laughs> oh, no. a dog trying to like survive. <laughs> uh, now, I will say if I had been a little kid watching this, I would have loved this show. This is the kind of mm. like gentle nonsense that I feel like kids can really ingest. And it's so simple like even though that that beginning storyline is heavy lifting if you kind of know that you're just watching a dog walk around and uh oh the bad guys are here better run away benji you know what i mean it's the kind of thing that's so simple that it mystifies adults of why children like it but children (laughs) need something simple they can't take uh, frogger's a reporter and there's (laughs) people dressed up as something else like it's too much for a kid this for me, I probably would have. Uh, th- I feel like this would have come on in the later hours of the Saturday morning, and I would have been like, "Okay, it's time to go play." I <laughs> disagree with that because you watched plenty of live action stuff on Nickelodeon no. that exactly was okay. this level. Do not, do not, you don't, don't you dare <laughs> compare this to Say by the Bell. No, or 
as, as much happens in this as like date weird daytime programming on Nickelodeon when they would show British cartoons. Yeah, but I didn't or like that David stuff when I was like, Whenever there was a cartoon, I I think that whenever live action stuff would happen, I wasn't as interested until I got older. Okay. Um, I don't. Not that, and that's weird to me now because I am most obviously I'm an adult, but like when I think about well, children's programming I watch with my kid, I like probably the live action stuff better than the cartoon stuff. But I don't know. Yeah, it's all it's all bad. <laughs> um, now, one reason that I think that this feels so odd and like non-American production is because. This was written and directed by Joe Camp, who is the guy who uh, came up with Benji. He wrote and directed all the Benji movies. And Benji uh, was all shot in his small town in Texas that he lives in. So this is just (laughs) seeing early 80s. In his backyard. (laughs) Yeah, like you're in his backyard. You're in the dirty, derelict, small town. I mean, I did love seeing just this dumpy town that they were filming in. (laughs) Uh, it looks like so like whenever anyone thinks about like oh man i wish i really i could go back and live in the small towns of like the 50s and stuff where everyone just knew each other like and then you go to a small town like yes today and this is what it looks like it looks like all of your dreams have just been shattered yeah watch this show and see how much you wish you could live in the 80s yeah because this is what it really was like in a small town where all the stores are shut down. There's no like, you know, there's no, there, that's such a myth that, that kind of old timey. Yeah, of course. Place. Of course. And I looked up uh, the bad guys, Zanu and Dara. Mm. Uh, the woman who plays Dara is the woman who plays Mrs. Robocop in the Robocop movies. Okay, hold on. Robocop's you, wife. You, I missed you, you, your voice changed. Mm. What did you say? <laughs> there was like a, you know, there was like an artif- uh, audio sure. artifact. What sure. did you say? I said the two main bad guys, Zanu yes. and Dara, who chase after yes. Benji. The woman who plays Dara also plays Mrs. Robocop in the Robocop okay. movies. Okay. Okay. I missed that. I heard the Robocop, not the Mrs. <laughs> so his wife? Yes, the wife that you see okay. the uh, the the memories of. Okay, cool. Well, mm-hmm. good for her. Mm-hmm. She really branched out. Mm-hmm. Joe Camp, by the way, still alive. That's a shame. He's. I'm just kidding. He's <laughs> I have no. Sorry, Joe. I have no. I have sorry, no Joe. <laughs> just trying to make a funny show. Come on. Um. Hey, who else are we? meeting oh oh i actually i'm gonna send you something you have your phone on you before we leave the world of benji zacks i'm gonna send this to you first of all i was wondering i wonder whatever happened to zacks the robot and i'm sending you something from the benji zacks and alien prince facebook page (laughs) great and it is of this gentleman who searched out and bought the original zacks puppet wow his happy story and then this next picture i'm showing you is uh, the guy who played Prince Yubi today. And it looks like somebody is annoying him when he's on his phone. <laughs> Can we post okay. that? Can we post that in? Uh, yeah, I'll put that on the, um, I'll put that on the, the show notes. Yeah, the show notes. please do. Oh, thank you for sending those. 
really sure. burned up my day. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, next show. Now, this is my kind of show. <laughs> okay. Um, Dungeons and Dragons. Another show where the pilot is the theme song. Although, um, and I will post these as well in the show notes. It, by the way, I may not. I may forget to do all of this, but just just know that that's my intention. No, no, you won't. Uh, the theme song for the American version is no lyrics, right? No. It is just, you just see, you hear the music and you see the kids. These kids who are at a theme park on a roller coaster and they somehow get flown into a fantastical world and t- they turn into different characters from the Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> role-playing game yeah they get on a ride that says they say oh look a dungeons and dragons ride (laughs) yeah and they're going through a gate that says dungeons and dragons by the way i've been to on on some rides like this at the fairgrounds (laughs) did this happen to you uh thankfully no but i was afraid for my life I will say this is a show that has uh, maybe too many characters because they have to represent <laughs> a lot of the stuff that you can play in Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Because there's Hank, so, Hank, the Ranger, Eric, the Cavalier, Diana, the Acrobat, Presto, <laughs> the Magician, Sheila, the Thief, and Bobby, the Barbarian, and Uni, the Unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> and also a little old man. Who, yes. And, a vil- and two villains mm-hmm. who fight each other. So now, if you lived in America and watched the show, that's what you got was that opening. But if you lived in France or or Spain, maybe Mexico, Spain. I don't know, uh, you had an entirely different uh, theme song that was amazing. Um, and maybe uh, Jeremy, our good friend, will clip some of these in if he thinks of it. Um, but yes, otherwise, I will post them on the thing. Uh, lots of stuff, tons of fans on the internet for this show. Tons of fans. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes. Whenever this came up, I was like, oh, I bet you this has a very fervent fan base of Dungeons mm-hmm. & Dragons kids. Yeah. This was, and this was Marvel. And this was a big hit. This is the this is the mm-hmm. one that actually like really hit for CBS. This went on for... Three seasons, and we should say mm-hmm. that uh, the Ranger is played by Willie Ames from Zapped. Yes. Yep, guys <laughs> uh, everywhere. The Cavalier is Bible played Man. by Donnie Most from Happy Days. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I guess Presto is played by a little kid from Eight Is Enough. Mm-hmm. And Uni, of course, is played by Frank Welker. Frank Welker who does everything. <laughs> well, now why isn't this part of the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe? <laughs> D&D, maybe it will whenever the new movie with Chris Pine comes out. (laughs) Chris Pine and I forget who else. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, this was, I liked, I enjoyed it. I mean, look, the show's not riveting, but I like fantasy kind of stuff. I liked Dungeons and Dragons. I didn't play it as a kid because I thought it made you go to to hell, I think, probably. (laughs) Uh, well, I was wondering about this. Why didn't this show, why wasn't this show just like banned by parents? It's interesting. You know what I mean? Like interesting that you say that because, uh, the national coalition of television violence, which was a yes. real group, 
Yeah. Uh, they wanted the FTC to issue a warning before in each episode <laughs> That's right. that Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> had been linked to hundreds of real life deaths. That's right. That is right. Which is a hell of a good thing to say <laughs> and very unprovable. I wonder. Um, I wonder how many. Um, like, I feel like it. To I feel like. Uh, entertainment groups and companies are quick to respond to this kind of stuff, but it seems like they 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 had they held strong on keeping this on air. Well, it's despite- amazing how much making money on something can really make you dig your heels in. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't hate it. I liked it. Um, and if you are, a, if you watch the whole show, all three seasons, right. And you were sad that there wasn't a proper ending to the show. Um, well, we've got great news. Some fans took it upon themselves to create their own last final episode. They took clips from the show and also animated some stuff themselves and made a final episode you can watch on YouTube. And I'll, I'll link that as well. And I just sent you a picture of something I noticed, but I, didn't, I haven't seen it referenced anywhere online. I'm sure it has been, but I couldn't find anything. I was looking at pictures of the people in line for the ride at the beginning of the show, and you see how there's a bunch of children, and then over their shoulders there's a guy <laughs> who looks like he's a, a backup bassist for Frank Zappa. You see him? <laughs> Yeah, it's Daffy Dan in the back. That is uh, a a cartoon of Gary Gygax, creator of Dungeons & Dragons. And you see it for a split second. I was like, when I saw it, I was like, I bet that's supposed to be Gygax. And I looked up his picture, and that's definitely him. So he's back there just, I don't know, fiddling kids or something. (laughs) What's going on back there? That's crazy. Speaking of fiddling, let's go to the next show. And who is it? Why, it's the Biscuits. Yes. The Biscuits. The Biscuits. I guess the non-hit, the Biscuits, about tiny, tiny little clothes-wearing dogs who live in Renaissance Mm -hmm. times and Mm -hmm. are tasked with polishing the treasure of the kingdom and keeping it from a bad king. Mm. And it's like the Smurfs, basically, but dogs. I forgot all about this show, but when I saw the dogs dressed um, for the Renaissance Fair, I remembered it immediately. Uh, This is another show with too many characters. Here are all the characters in the Biscuits who are all together all the time. Wags, Sweets, Shiner, (laughs) Lady, Bump, Downer, Wiggle, Spinner, Scat and Mooch. <laughs> Love it. Do do okay, one thing I want to say about all of these shows, most of these shows, is that they all they all have little mini episodes, right? These are all mini episodes. Like um like all the like all of the Saturday Supercades are like 10, 15 minutes or whatever. Oh, like it would be and, a half hour and you would get two different stories. Yeah, and yes. on the biscuits it's a half hour show with two stories. And the each story would have a little title at the beginning, and it would be this little card, this a drawing of the characters, and then the title of the show. And can I say the best animation, the best like artwork of the entire shows are always in that animated card at the beginning? Oh, of course, it's whatever artist probably did all the concept drawings. It's their yeah, drawing, yeah. 
Yeah, they're great. Those are great. And I just love, uh, I, I feel like someone should um, make a website just posting these. I a was Tumblr. I was really surprised that the biscuits wasn't a hit because these are just like cute little dog characters that seem like they would make a bazillion toys of them, but there's no toy line for it. Most yeah, of these cartoons, the, there's no toy line. It's amazing how they held themselves back back then. It's they it, these sh- like nothing happens in these shows. Nothing. Like there is like there's a there's a, there's an idea where it's like oh. Uh, the biscuits are skiing in this episode. Yeah, but nothing happens in the snorks, and there was tons of snorks merchandise. I'm just saying, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, it, it's like these it, it, half of each episode is the dogs bouncing around. Nothing happens in Pokemon. I mean, I guess that's based on a, a yeah, game. Yeah, there's a you through line play. through the whole thing. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, I don't know how to Pokemon expert, but there is a storyline that continues throughout the whole thing. This is just, yeah. Hey, what are we gonna do? What are the biscuits gonna do this week? Oh, they're gonna, uh, you know, they're they're getting a new treasure chest. Okay, sure. And then, <laughs> and then the treasure chest appears, and the king's like, "I want the treasure." I, I and guess. Then they, <laughs> I guess giant merchandising lines have been launched with less than the biscuits provide. Okay. The Care Bears well, don't do anything much more gripping than the biscuits do. Well, we do know, though, that there is a nice online fan base because you sent me a picture that I will post as well. <laughs> yeah, uh, the biscuits, Maybe. this obscure <laughs> Hanna-Barbera cartoon that was on for barely one season, it doesn't matter how obscure it is, you can always find somebody's hand-drawn bondage porn of these cartoon <laughs> characters from the most casual of image searches on Google. So if you want to see a a bump tied up in a dungeon, (laughs) it's always more disturbing to me when they're not naked or sexualized. You know what I mean? When they're Um, like, all I need is the gag in the mouth and the rope on the hands and I'm good to go, (laughs) baby. (laughs) Well, I haven't, I mean, I haven't, uh, Oh, I've dug deep, Nathan. (laughs) So I don't have a preference like you. (laughs) I've dug real deep. The only other thing I have to say about the biscuits is Shecky, the court jester on the Mm. biscuits is Mm. voiced by Kip King, who is Chris Mm. Kattan's dad. And when you know that it sounds exactly like Chris Kattan. Well, I thought mango was in this thing. (laughs) Oh, mango. I can we say that if your name is Kip, you will become a vaudeville comedian? Oh, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> that's just your a straight name line. may as well be like Lumpy Baskets or something like that. <laughs> well, don't worry, everyone. We're to the last preview of this show. And hey, why are we uh, in Hazard County? Why have we seen Coltrane and Boss Hog this whole time? Why haven't we just been seeing Scott Bayo's vacant, cokey stare this whole time? Well, it's because the big <laughs> crown jewel of this whole preview is for <sighs> the Dukes, the Dukes of Hazard cartoon. What can okay? Why did we need this? Why isn't the show already a family show? By this point, yes, definitely. Why do we need a cartoon version? Are there stories Never that they were not allowed money. to explore Never on the live action? Money. Well, because <laughs> of course, in the Dukes, it's about uh, uh, the the Dukes going on a 
giant race around the world. So the Dukes can be in every continent. They're exploring Australia in this first episode. So this is what I'm saying before is making a cartoon of some famous thing that's already a thing. Usually an adult, Usually, these cartoons are based on adult-themed things, but right. <laughs> but in this, then they they're in some weird outlandish thing. I guess that's why they can do a cartoon about it. Now they can put them in some weird stuff. Yeah, I, I mean it, that that is the classic seventies eighties way to do it. It'd be like if you had a RoboCop cartoon, but it was about Roto, RoboCop starting a party catering business <laughs> on the moon. Now, can we talk about the character designs? <laughs> Oh my gosh. These are like um fan art. <laughs> right. Yeah. Th- this is just there is barely a line being drawn around their face. Like this is just like someone dropped paint on a animation cell and someone was like that kind of looks like the Duke boys. We should do a cartoon about that. What's so funny about this is, okay, so they had animated this whole cartoon, had it ready to go. This, I I, I knew nothing about this. I learned all about this recently. This was whenever season five of the Dukes of Hazzard was hitting. And the actors who played Luke and Bo Duke were upset because they weren't getting really any share of merchandising sales and Mm -hmm. the the station would not budge. So the two actors walked off set and the network said, fine, we'll just replace you. And they got two guys to play Coy and Vance Duke, which was supposed to be the Duke boys cousins, but one (laughs) is blonde and one is a brown haired and they kind of look like the other actors. So in the cartoon, (laughs) they are animated as Luke and Bo but they got the two replacement actors to do the voices. Wow. And call everyone calls them Coy and Vance. Then the next season in season two, the actors who played Luke and Bo came back and did the voices. But this is the one season where there was two different guys playing the, the Duke brothers. Interesting. Now, straight away, show starts. <laughs> it what an is- intro. It, it is a Confederate flag straight away. Thankfully, it gets ripped in half. <laughs> By <laughs> a car that has the Confederate flag on the top of yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I guess it just, eh. anyways. Um, yeah. And. The title card for this, by the way, I loved the title cards for this. Oh, yeah. It looks like an 80s kids wallpaper, you know, just like the the, the hatch or whatever, I don't know, the, the checkerboard kind of thing. Um, but yeah, the characters suck. This sucks. You know, although what I was saying is the cops in this, uh, th- these are kind of like what the cops are like in my county here in Florida. <laughs> they are probably as bumbling. <laughs> So in, in Florida, there is uh, a guy in a white suit who owns the county <laughs> store, and he drives yep. around with the cops. His name is uh, Wayne Ivey, and he stands behind Trump in a lot <laughs> of his uh, uh, legislation sign, you know, law signings. <sighs> Sad. Uh, this... <laughs> This uh, this special really just kind of halts to an end, doesn't it? Because yeah. we yeah. go back to the club and uh, they go, 
I guess there's nothing going on here, but all we want to do is dance. <laughs> and then Roscoe <laughs> takes off his cowboy hat. And am I wrong? Does he put a woman's thong on his head it, it, and starts okay. dancing around? <laughs> I can't tell. It is definitely like, it's supposed to be like a headband, like uh, dirty dancing style kind of headband thing, you mm-hmm. know, or, or, or. Or whatever a dance movie, and but it, but it is weird because it does have a piece that connects from the front to the back that goes over, so it does look like a thong. <laughs> yes, I mean I've never seen a bandana that has a third bandana tied between the two, <laughs> or like tied between the the loop. It's like a sumo's a sumo's diaper. <laughs> yes, right. So I don't yeah. quite know what it was supposed to be. By the way. Um, we, we forgot to mention that at some point the sheriff tries to steal 50% of the club's profits mm-hmm. by, by scamming Scott Bale. But Sc- Scott Bale cannot be easily scammed. Instead, he just agrees to this thing with no, like, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, I don't care what this deal is. I agree. Here's, you can have 50% of the profits. Well, isn't the reveal that the club is free for everyone? Oh, is that the reveal? I, I think it I, is. Oh gosh, this this is what I'm talking about. If you blink, yes, it is one it, it, line. Uh, yeah. Well, what did you think? In all, if you could choose any of these cartoons to um, live on for multiple seasons, which one would it have been? Uh, as is, like it's just gonna keep going. Yep. Uh, do you have? Are an you going for Benji? Do you, Are you do going you, Benji? Uh, I'm I'm looking over the list and I'm trying to think of what I could live with. The only two I can picture like having any shelf life would be Benji or Dungeons and Dragons. Right, that's I, what I thought. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I would like to see for for the well, I want to see both those things. I want to see the kids get back to their own time in Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. and mm-hmm. I want to see Prince Yubi square off against that evil space dictator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. I think those are the top two um, shows. I think if the Charlie Brown show wouldn't have been a sketch show and instead of would have been like a collection of like Thanksgiving specials, you know, like a, like just 30 minutes, spe- 20 minute specials. Um, I think that would have been better than the sketches, but I don't know. It's, it, it still would have been. A slog. And here's the other question. Really- Which is worse, the Dukes or Frogger? Uh, I'm saying Frogger. <sighs> Except that Frogger's only 15 minutes or 10 minutes or whatever. I'm actually going to say the Dukes was probably more painful for me to get through. Yeah. Well, everyone, we hope you enjoyed this episode and tune in next week oh by the way we should always say and we always forget please like and subscribe go to youtube our youtube channel you can find all the links on our website at networkspecialpodcast.com go to our youtube page subscribe hit the little bell you can get a notification if you like to stream things go to itunes like our podcast and leave a review subscribe to it go to spotify go to wherever you go (laughs) go to twitter Join our Twitter. We have an Instagram. We have a TikTok. TikTok seems to be our big biggest draw, but please, we love you and we want to see more of you. 
And I just wanted to say, I don't know why you guys are so down on Frogger, because if there's one thing I love, it's little green things. (laughs) Thanks, Stoney. Stoney. And thank Thank you all for listening to us once again. Thank you to producer Jeremy and the Golden Ox Network. It's always great to be a part of the Ox. Moo Moo. We'll see you all next week. (laughs) Bye.